Okay, in the listener questions department, how can you introduce teens to the concept of mindfulness, especially within this age of technology? So my Mm. hunch is this has something to do with all of the different ways that, you know, children's minds, but also our minds are pulled into the various media and technology, obviously phones and the internet and gaming and all that kind of stuff is big for all kinds of people. So Mitchell, what's the, what's the complete, concise and correct answer to the question? Well, (laughs) uh, (laughs) so the thing that comes to mind immediately actually is um, introducing the idea of what we might call Buddha nature or kind of the potential of our minds and hearts to be, relatively settled and peaceful and full, basically full of qualities and complete uh, as they are, if we can just like learn to see ourselves that way and kind of learn to uncover the things that get in the way of that. I think that would be my approach, like introducing the fact that we already are good and we have that kind of goodness inside of ourselves and we can tap into it and share it with others because I feel like that addresses kind of a lot of the things that a question like this implies like you know all the distraction that we face and potentially like negative unhealthy influences coming in from a lot of different sources and this kind of is empowering I think like even introducing this kind of idea on like a simple level is empowering because it teaches us to look back at ourselves instead of looking out at whatever else we might look at that's, you know, seemingly outside of ourselves. Yeah, I like the the empowerment part of that, especially because it is sort of two aspects, which is something we've been talking about a lot in season two as well, which is there's these aspects of, of nature that does have all these good qualities already that we have. And then there's this aspect of recognizing that, <laughs> realizing that that's, that's actually the way it is. Mm. And I like in particular the idea of empowering because I think especially with people who are in their teens, like it's this time of life where there's a, a shift happening, you know, into um, agency, you know, into mm-hmm. having some greater degree of freedom and the, and the power that comes with that one might say that the whole process of growing up is like finding that, uh, making that transition, you know, finding how you can use what you already have and use it wisely, you know, Mm -hmm. and safely. So uh, if there's a, a way to get someone started on a meditation practice. To me, that's really like the key. Because like mm-hmm. you can give someone meditation instruction, but having them do it for two or three weeks every day, even just a little bit. Like if I can get someone there, then I'm usually pretty good, you know, because you can't really know what the effects are going to be in a, in a couple days of doing it. You have to do it long enough that it's like you've established a level of stability and clarity. And then with that comes increased power, you know, increased ability to work with any situation and feel like you have the strength to do it. Uh, And so maybe that's uh, something we'll have to talk about a little bit more after this. But if you can get a kid 
established, you know, with a couple weeks of meditation and starting to feel what that leads to, then I think you can show them the benefits of that with the technology. So I'm thinking in particular about like gaming and stuff like that. Like, cause I know, and this is going to be such an old man example. Like I'm thinking of when I got a bop it. Do you remember bop it? Yeah. 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 So I remember playing with that and I got one, you know, 10 years ago or something. So, a little late later than the bop it you know trend actually happened but i got one and and i remembered noticing like how much my mindfulness improved my success with the game because i was noticing that as i was able to place my attention both not just like on what the bop it was saying you know because it only says stuff every once in a while. There's like a beat, right? And uh, there's like, and then it'll say like, pop it, twist it, and so um, when it's doing that stuff, like there's these little breaks where you're just, you have to just be open and wait for the next instruction. And so often, I would be trying to anticipate the instruction, and anticipating that would make it so that when the instruction actually came, I was actually a little bit behind because I wasn't actually being open. Like I wasn't exercising this open awareness that would allow the instruction to come fresh into my mind and allow me to act with uh, nimbleness, you know, allow me to act quickly, you know, because of the hearing the instruction clearly and with openness, I could respond quickly. And so I think that it's pretty easy when you get a meditation practice going, it's pretty easy to see how it affects every part of your life. And that includes video games too, you know, because if you can do that uh, in a game, like you start to get higher scores, right? And you're more successful. And and another factor that plays into that too is like the more uh, emotionally carried away or wrapped up you get in what's happening, the less skillful you get in the game. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants to get to that like state of flow, you know, and that state of flow comes from openness and, and skillfulness, you know, and that comes from meditation. So there's, to be concise about this, I think there's a really good argument to be made for meditation based on the fact that like you could see how much it'll benefit the stuff you're doing on your technology. It's not to say like, uh, it's the the be all end all the greatest thing is for a kid or anybody to be great at, at video games or great at technology or whatever but in any case like they're going to do that we're going to do those things so how do we balance what's going to happen um you know with with what we can do to make it more successful and more beneficial and i think there's a real solid argument to be made that uh, meditation will help your video gaming just like it will your uh tranquility you know yeah and i mean the the fact that our dharma practice basically is going to have positive effects in our life and kind of create positive changes in our life is part of what is used for motivation all along on the path i mean you know bringing in the kind of more subtle motivations and reasons behind practicing like discerning the nature of reality and that kind of thing that extend beyond just the relative benefits that sort of stuff needs to be integrated too and that is like the main point of practice you know but we also use kind of the potential of the relative benefits to kind of motivate us as well you know that's going to impact 
our experience and that's not like a bad thing you know it's a good thing and i think especially talking about the prospect of dharma practice with younger people you know the emphasis on the relative benefits is going to have to be more you know it's going to be a rare a rare case that like a teenager gets motivated by hearing that meditation practice could help them discern the nature of reality <laughs> um I mean, I'm sure they're out there, you know, but uh, I think like it makes sense to emphasize the fact that it's going to have benefits for their actual life experience that they can touch kind of. And like, yeah, like the simple ideas that kind of make Buddhism what it is, you know, like basic goodness and Buddha nature and positive potential and kindness and all that kind of thing is probably the way to do it. And like, I like what you said too, about just kind of being open to the teaching because young kids, it it actually is possible to communicate to them with a simplicity that kind of falls flat with older people because they, they have less, you know, kids are a little, can be, can be a little bit fresher and kind of just more open to that kind of simple communication you know they have less life experience built up that might get in the way or kind of bring up a little bit more of like a jaded perspective or something so like simple clear communication about just basic good stuff you know yeah that's i like your point about i mean there's a scientific reason right i mean i think it's like not until your 20s that your brain fully forms and and the part that forms last is the part that helps you put things in perspective Mm. you know so uh like one of the last thing that 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 forms in the human brain is like the part that tells you like if somebody says something mean to you that's not like gonna stick around forever right you you realize like oh that's not that big deal you know so similarly i think expecting a teen to like latch on to the idea that in gradually over aeons he may attain (laughs) full awakening into enlightenment you know like there's ability to handle that scale at that time so yeah i think that this idea of like looking at the relative benefits is really where this is at and some other approaches here are like i mean on the one hand like this seems so easy because like now that i'm starting to think about it it's like what were the things that were hard when i was a teenager and every one of them would be helped by meditation you know like one of the hard things about that time of life is you're kind of trying to figure out who you are and there's a lot of like sense of injury happening because of that lack of a sense of perspective you know so there's a your emotions feel particularly strong and those emotions can cause us to say and do things that embarrass us, you know, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. and then impact our sense of identity and stuff. So there's a, an argument to be made for meditating because it will help you uh, reduce the power of those emotions. You know, every, every kid hurts about stuff, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a girlfriend or a family issue or every kid feels hurt and that hurt feels like a really big deal to the kid, you know, so... The ability to actually like temper that and work with it is one really, really exciting and and pretty readily available benefit of a practice of meditation. Another one is like just being able to respond quickly and clearly with things to say that are worthwhile, you know, and Mm -hmm. maybe impactful on other people. You know, when you have a clarity of mind that your wisdom is shining through and you're able to say the right things in in the right 
spaces, you know, then you're a, a more uh, popular person to use like very basic right, terms. Right, like you're right, going right. to be more popular with people if you're funny, you know, and if you're saying things that matter and what makes those situations happen where we do speak quickly and skillfully is, is some mindfulness. Is mm-hmm. it developing a practice of mindfulness, you know, and being in the moment. So there is like so much about what's difficult in being a teenager that uh, can really, really benefit at, at a time when they need it even more than adults, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes me think too, that it's just like such a powerful time to um, bring in basic good values of like being kind to other people and like including people and that sort of thing, you know, and, and kind of steering it too in the direction of like basically making positive choices and just like, you know, basically developing like just basic positive outlook and kind of orienting kids maybe toward just seeing those the simplicity of some of those basic virtues that we talk about so much in dharma context is important because like i know i've heard i think the dalai lama at some point or read that like basically somewhere around like puberty there's just like a ton of karma that ripens for people Um, and Hmm. it can be like, you know, it's like a super loaded and confusing time because you just have this whole, you know, backlog basically of karma that ripens around that time. And like maybe the physical, you know, changes and the physical developments and all that, it's all correlated, you know, that's just like a super ripe time and you sort of, uh, undergo very formative changes, like in all these areas of your existence so you're completely, completely identified with relative reality. So probably the best thing we could do would be to like steer kids in the direction of the positive expression of relative truth. Like you've got all that potential ripening basically, and it's a very powerful time to like start teaching kids how they can like steer themselves toward what's going to be relatively beneficial and even though they may may not discern it at that time what's going to be ultimately beneficial too you know um developing like virtuous positive attitude is only going to help bring in the uh ultimate kind of perspective when the time is right that's not even particularly buddhist but we certainly spend a lot of time talking about those kind of things in Buddhism all the way through. So, yeah, there are a couple books. Uh, one of them I know of is a Buddhism in your or Buddha in your backpack. I think it's called. Okay. And then there's another one that I saw the other day. I can't remember what it's called, but there are books about uh, introducing teens to to Buddhism. I can't vouch for their effectiveness or or anything. Yeah, but, but there are some some resources out there. But I think just to sum up what we said today, like I think if you can get your kid to try to start doing a daily practice of meditation, you don't really have to talk about Buddhism, you know, like it doesn't have to be anything about religion. (laughs) Just there's some very basic practical factors that we discussed today. And like you can tie them directly to the benefits that they'll feel in their relative 
reality in me, you know, not immediately, but within a couple weeks, you know, there's going to be some big improvements. So I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>